0: Welcome to The Sports Angle, live on Amp TV, A M P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans, Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Las Vegas, I said it in the intro of the show, entertainment capital of the world, but for anyone who has lived here over the last five years, you have noticed that they are trying to expand out of the entertainment realm and into the sports realm. And we've seen the Vegas Golden Knights be created. We have seen the Las Vegas Raiders come here. The NBA, there's no secret, has had a very successful and very healthy relationship with Las Vegas. You have the NBA Summer League, which has been here since 2004. You have had preseason games with the Los Angeles Lakers. That have been played at the Thomas and Mac. They've been played at T-Mobile. They've been played at MGM Grand. So the NBA has that connection already. And there has been reports that Las Vegas is heavily being considered as a team that would be one of the frontrunners for an expansion team. Because the NBA loves to expand. There's no doubt about that. But we've also heard, you know, from little birdies out there that the Clippers or the Pelicans or even the Timberwolves with their relationship with their owners right now. That one of those teams could possibly relocate and Las Vegas has been a main target in terms of relocation. So, if we're going to break it down here on the sports angle, let's start out with the expansion route. Because if you're going to have an expansion team here in the NBA with Las Vegas, realistically, what is it going to take? What is it going to take for an expansion team to get here? How many millions and millions of dollars will a owner have to put in to make this NBA team a reality. I mean, we all know that Bill Foley, he spent plenty of money to make the Vegas Golden Knights a reality in the NHL. And the NBA owner would have to do the exact same thing. Also, where would they play? Would they share T-Mobile Arena with the Vegas Golden Knights? Would it be an NBA-NHL duo? I mean, kind of like they do in Boston, like they do in New York, like they do in L.A., would they share the facility, or would there be a brand-new arena that would be built solely for the NBA? Because during an expansion team, that's what a lot of teams do. They have those brand-new arenas for said expansion teams. So, Guy, let me ask you, and let me ask everyone who's listening right now, if the nba granted an expansion team to las vegas what where would they play and what would be the expectations for an expansion team in las vegas
3: I think it's realistic to think, Rocco, that there will be an NBA team in Las Vegas in the foreseeable future. I really feel um, that that is something that has been on the radar for the NBA for a long time. Uh, Another point when you were talking about the way that the NBA has been tied to Las Vegas back in, I believe it was 2008, we had the NBA All-Star game here as well not even having a franchise in our city and having the all-star game being played here, I think it's a huge uh, testimonial to the value that the NBA sees. Now they had a lot of trouble uh, with some of the circumstances around the all-star game. There was a lot of bad publicity about some of the things that happened over that weekend. But I think that overall, the fact that they were willing to host an all-star game here in Vegas shows that the NBA already had this city on the radar as a potential destination for an expansion team. And I've been hearing things for years about the Clippers. Uh, I've heard things also about the Timberwolves in terms of transferring teams in. Now, you're specifically talking about bringing an expansion team uh, to Las Vegas. There's also been talk about LeBron James being a part of a group that would potentially bring an expansion team into Las Vegas after he's done playing basketball. I know I was hearing some rumors about that a couple of years ago. So I think it's definitely something that is on the radar. I think uh, on the expansion route, the fact that you have T-Mobile arena and the the Golden Knights are using it, they're using it for concerts. I would say that initially you would probably see them in the T-Mobile playing basketball I think it's equipped for basketball. I don't know if it has enough seats. That's the one thing, one issue that they may have. Uh, I don't know exactly what seating capacity is of the T-Mobile. I don't, uh, but the Golden Knights are playing there, and they're NHL, so I would think that the the seating capacity probably is at least sufficient uh, for the NBA. So I, yeah, I see it happening. I, but the, I think maybe the more The more logical uh, thing that you're going to see is maybe it could be New Orleans or Minnesota or one of these small market cities that want to grow in market share up and moving to Las Vegas. But I, I think it's something that we're going to see within the next five years.
0: We're talking about NBA expansion slash relocation into Las Vegas here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Class A Communications. All right, let's go the relocation route. Could we have heard about this. back? Even back then, when the Sacramento Kings thought they needed a new arena, they even suggested moving to Las Vegas if they didn't get a brand new arena. They eventually did. But we even heard it back then. Well, there are teams that are fed up with their current situation, and they... And they want out. And with them wanting out, they're going to need a new home. They're going to need a new place to stay. And the first one that immediately catches my eye, and there's no bias here, and that is the fact that the Los Angeles Clippers, I think they're a little fed up with having to share Staples Center with their big bro out there in the Los Angeles Lakers. And considering that Steve Ballmer has been wanting a brand-new arena For a while, and as even discussed, going down to Inglewood and getting a stadium created there, there has been that second alternative, and that is moving to Las Vegas and making Las Vegas Clippers Nation. Now, I'm not going to sit here and deny that that would be great for me. However, I will say that this has been Lakers Nation for as long as I can remember. And it doesn't matter if the Clippers moved to Inglewood or if they moved to Las Vegas, they're not going to escape their big bro. They're not going to escape their more successful and their more accomplished older brother out there in the Lakers. So the Clippers is an option. And I do think that it could be a a revenue that they will explore. But I don't see it being the most realistic because at the end of the day, what are they trying to escape from? That is the Los Angeles Lakers. The team has been beating up on them ever since they joined going from San Diego all the way to L.A. And the Minnesota Timberwolves is promising, but there has been the very popular idea that the Timberwolves are going to go to Seattle and not Las Vegas and become the Seattle Supersonics. So if they become the Supersonics and the Clippers, let's just say, move to Inglewood, who does that leave available? Well, obviously the New Orleans Pelicans. Because the Pelicans have Zion Williamson, they have Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Drew Holiday. They have a very talented roster. And considering that the Benson family cares more about the Saints than they ever have cared about the Pelicans, it would make sense that an owner here in Las Vegas would purchase the Pelicans and then relocate them here to Las Vegas. Out of the three scenarios I just said, which one do you think would be the best option for Las Vegas? And what would be a team that hasn't been brought up that you think could possibly get relocated here to Las Vegas?
3: Well, I think the, the scenario with the Clippers that you were talking about, Rocco, is, uh, I mean, that's intriguing, especially with them having these two stars who are in the primes of their careers. And like uh, you had mentioned, to be able to escape the shadow uh, of the Los Angeles Lakers who are 50 years ahead in terms of, success, uh, it's going to be difficult for them ever to eclipse. It's kind of like the Mets in New York. The Mets have had some great teams in New York, but they've never been able to eclipse the dominance of the Yankees in that town. Just based on the the thing that you mentioned, the fact that the Yankees have been around since the twenties. And I think the Mets became an organization in the sixties, I want to say, so they were already about 40 years behind a successful uh, organization.
0: This is and the Sports Angle. I'm On the Sports Angle, I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson. We will be right back.
4: Don't go anywhere. This is an urgent health notice. For all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now. 800-223-7902.
1: 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Are you a small business
2: owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you start up with capital, business strategy, sales, and marketing, and establish your company with a physical location or an online presence on the Internet. You decide. You bring the idea. American Business Trust can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's abtrustco.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's American Business Trust Company. 657-600-1876. Call them today They'll help your business right away. That's American Business Trust Company. Online at abtrustco.com. American Business Trust Company.
5: or medicare you might be eligible for a cgm with little or no cost to you call u.s medical supply today for a free benefits check we offer free shipping 90 day supplies and we bill medicare or your insurance directly call now and say goodbye to finger pricks
1: 800-854-3183 800-854-3183, 800-8-5-4-3-1-8-3. That's 800-8-5-4-3-1-8-3.
0: Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on Amp TV, AAMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Uh, to give an update on the T-Mobile Arena, because we brought that up in the last segment, thanks to the chat on Amp TV. yeah, it can hold around 19000 for a NBA game because they add additional seating because of the court. So 19000 I believe, would be enough for an expansion team, or a relocated team. So just wanted to give everyone an update on that. You talked about, in the last segment, the Lakers, and you talked about how, you know, a lot of people here in Las Vegas are Lakers fans. You know, Lakers Nation is a huge part of the West Coast. There's no doubt about that. And the Lakers are in the NBA Finals right now, you go to any sports book, and that sports book is loaded with purple and gold. You'll see those LeBron James jerseys. You'll see their Kobe Bryant jerseys. And there is something that I uh, saw recently that I just need to discuss real quick. And that is, I was at a sports book, and I was talking to Lakers fans like I always do. You know, Clippers versus Lakers, that relationship is perfect here in Las Vegas. And this one Lakers fan was talking about, yeah, when LeBron wins this title, he is now going to have this great legacy. And, oh, when he wins this title for the Lakers, he's going to prove to everyone that he was as great as Michael. He was great as Kobe. And I just sat there and I turned for a second and I went, How can you be great if you have a record of four and six? Like, how can you be this great player that everyone thinks is among the best of the best, which is really just a media narrative? A lot of people who actually know the NBA know that he isn't that guy. It's just a media narrative that they've been holding on to. But how can someone be great if they have a finals record of four and six or three and seven? You know, Michael Jordan went 6-0. and That's something that nobody can ever take away from that guy. Bill Russell won the most rings in NBA history with the Boston Celtics. Kobe, he won his his plenty of rings. Same with Shaq. Same with Larry Bird. They all won their titles. But they didn't have this great losing record in the finals. No, they had a winning record record in said NBA Finals. So, Guy, I wanted to know from a Lakers fan perspective, if LeBron does win this this Finals, and he does go to 4-6, and six, does that kill the narrative that he can't win in the Finals? Or will it just solidify that, yes, he is a good player, but he will never be an all-time great that the media is shoving down your throat? That he will be this guy who rivals Jordan and rivals Kobe like the media keeps telling you over and over again. Because I have never seen it, and personally, I don't think it will ever happen. That a guy with that record in the finals can be on the same pedestal as a guy like Jordan and a guy like Kobe, who was pretty much the top best of the best when it came to the most important
3: game. Uh, I mean, I think that LeBron James is always going to be considered one of the all time greats. When you look at his stats, I mean, his stats rank up there with, with the greatest players of all time. And they actually, his statistics are supersede Michael Jordan's actual statistics as an NBA player. And the longer that he keeps playing, the closer he's going to get to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar type numbers. So in terms of him being one of the all-time greats, I don't think there's anybody out there, anyone who's going to dispute the fact that he is one of the all-time greatest players in the NBA. Now, in terms of him being the greatest, the GOAT, I mean, I'm just never going to be able to put him there for the exact same reason that you spoke about uh, a couple of minutes ago, how will he ever eclipse the fact that Jordan did that six times, six finals, six times. Um, He'll never be able to eclipse that accomplishment. Now I have a perspective that I want to offer on this. And I I absolutely believe that, that Michael Jordan is the greatest player who ever lived. I, I believe it. I mean, based on the success uh, you know, winning titles is what it really all comes down to. And the fact that, Able to do that in his prime, uh, six times consecutively. That I don't think anyone's ever going to eclipse that. Kobe Bryant has five rings, but Kobe also lost several times in the NBA finals, Uh, so he'll never be a GOAT either. Yeah, right. So LeBron James, his stats are uh, are are massive. I mean, you have to give him credit for that. The one thing that uh, perspective about this is the fact that Michael Jordan played for two teams most of his career he was with the Chicago Bulls and he really had a franchise that was committed to winning and I mean and I know that he had a lot to do with the fact that they won but this is an overlooked component when you look at LeBron's franchises I mean basically when he in his first run in Cleveland they were not a top tier franchise when he was um with the Cavaliers in his first run. Their, the, the coaches were poor. He didn't have good players around him. He goes to the heat. He won what did he win? Two of two of three championship series that he, won, he was he in won two when he was with yeah, he the won heat. two. Two of yeah. four. It was either two of four or two of three championships when he was there, but he didn't win four like everyone thought he would. I mean, we were basically thinking that he was just gonna win championships. Every year in Miami. But the fact that what's impressive about LeBron James to me is the fact that he will have done this with three different franchises. I mean, that is a a unique aspect of his career. Doesn't make him the greatest of all time. I don't believe that. I think that probably Kareem Michael Jordan, in my opinion, are the greatest players of all time. But he certainly ranks up there when it comes to the stats. And the fact that he's been able to do this with three teams and he's never really had a premier head coach in any of these championships that he uh, that he won. He had Ty Lue in Cleveland. He had Spolstra, who was relatively new at that time in Miami. And now he has Frank Vogel. He never had um, a a Zen (laughs) the way Michael Jordan did in Chicago. He never had a Phil Jackson type coach. So that does make a difference, but he'll never be the GOAT, in my opinion.
0: We're talking about uh, the NBA Finals here on the Sports Angle here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Well, first off, LeBron has never had a great head coach because he is the head coach. I mean, LeBron James has been the head coach, the general manager, and the best player on the team all at the same time. That's who he is. But secondly... I've always used this concept, and a lot of people who've listened to this show for a long time, you know immediately where I'm going. I do not believe in the greatest of all time argument. I don't use it. Instead, I use the greatest of the decade. All right. Because I show respect to each decade, because each decade has had completely different ways to play this different styles and the different way it was played you know you had bill russell and you had wilt you had uh, dr j and you had kareem you had larry bird you had magic johnson you had michael jordan and you had players like gary payton and john stockton and carl malone in the 2000s you had kobe you had Shaq. all right you had guys like alan iverson And then the 2010s, you've had players like LeBron James, players like Dwayne Wade. But I've always believed in the greatest of the decade. And when I use that philosophy, I show respect to all of them. Because I have LeBron as the greatest of the decade in the 2010s. And I show respect to Jordan in the 90s, just like I did with Bird in the 80s. Dr. J in the 70s, Bill Russell in the 60s, and then Shaq in the 2000s, thanks to his dominance in L.A. and Miami. Now, do you believe, very quickly, do you believe that the greatest of the decade would actually be more of a respectable argument instead of this beaten-to-death notion of the greatest of all time?
3: Yeah, it's more of uh, the greatest of 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 eras is what I'm hearing from you when you're describing the because a 10-year span that's basically an era in the NBA. So of what you we were talking about is yes, these players are the greatest in their era and I would say that you know, Kobe was great in an era, LeBron is great in an era, Jordan was great in an era. We couldn't measure it in that way if we wanted to talk about Um, the greatest. It could be more based on eras or decades, as you mentioned.
0: Absolutely. In the 2020s, I'm going to make a prediction right now, and I'm going to say it's going to be Luka Doncic. This is The Sports Angle. I am your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
5: Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935, again 702-799-9935, or email us at info at That's info at Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. This is a time-sensitive message from the Back Pain Relief Hotline. Millions of people across the nation are suffering from back pain. Are you? Are you on Medicare? Is it hard to walk, to bend over, or even do simple things? Well, we have great news. If you're on Medicare, you could qualify to receive a pain-relieving back brace. We'll handle all the Medicare paperwork if you qualify and ship your new back brace right to your door. Make sure you have your Medicare card ready and please call Call us right now and get all the details. It only takes a few minutes. Imagine doing everything you used to do before your back pain. With your Medicare card ready, call the Back Pain Relief Hotline today.
1: Call now. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800 223 7902. That's 800.
2: 800- your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating
0: HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air
2: filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. The
0: Been thinking about McDonald's all day
1: Hundred two two three seventy nine oh two paid for by the Health Alert Hotline.
0: Welcome back to the Sports Angle, live on Amp TV, A M P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from classy communications. I'm going to make this disclaimer very quickly. I the New York Yankees, they're in the ALDS, they're playing the Tampa Bay Rays. They are the outlier and what we're about to talk about. Okay, they are the exception for the next headline that is going to be put On the sports angle. And that is. Why is it. That New York sports teams. Are just terrible. Why are they so awful. In 2020. Like I want. You to think about this for a second. The New York Mets. Have been the definition. Of misery. For the last 15 years. All right, they made that one random World Series appearance back in 2015, lost to the Kansas City Royals. But for the last 15 years, they have been terrible. They have been inconsistent. They might have a great starting pitching, which has normally been their their strength, but their weakness is everywhere else on the roster. And I bring this up. Because I occasionally listen to New York sports talk radio just for uh, humor sake. And this guy, he must be a Mets fan. And he was sitting there complaining about, I don't get it. We have DeGrom. We got Syndergaard. We got Strowman. Like, we got all these great pitchers. But yet, we always suck. And it gave me inspiration to talk about this. Because it's true. I mean, the Mets have a great starting rotation, but I feel like what this guy's forgetting is that it's not the NBA. The NBA, you can have two superstars and make the playoffs. In MLB, if you have only two superstars, you're going to be mediocre. If you don't believe me, go ask the Los Angeles of Angels of, of Anaheim, Orange County, or the San Andreas Faults. Okay, they've had two superstars for the last nine years, and they haven't made the playoffs once. So the New York Mets, their fans are in misery, even though they have a great starting rotation. You transition over to the NBA, the New York Knicks have been a laughingstock for, it seems like, the last 50 years. I mean, they had the Patrick Ewing era, but after that, they have been mediocre at best. They don't get top draft picks. They don't get free agents. It's a very miserable situation out there in Madison Square Garden. And you're talking about Madison Square Garden, the New York Rangers. They have the number one overall pick tonight in the NHL entry draft. And their team is going to be changed forever. But how long has it been since the Rangers have won a title? 1994. All right, it's been that long since the New York Rangers have held that cup with Mark Messier. All right, they've had, they, had, they just bought out their goalie of the of their franchise and Hendrik Lundqvist, the guy who was there for 20 seasons. So the Rangers are in their own situation. The Knicks are in their situation. The Mets are in their situation. And, guy, I don't even want to kick this dead horse even more. I'm just going to avoid football. Because at this point, it might as well just might as well become an alcoholic. I mean, the Giants and the Jets. I mean, who do you pick for in that situation? So the New York sports teams have been terrible in 2020. The Yankees have been the only exception, but I have to ask, why is this the case? You got to remember that New York City is the number one market in the United States. LA is number two, but yet the number two market is beating the crap out of the number one market in terms of free agents, in terms of success. And I just have to know, why is that? Why don't players want to play in New York City? Why are those teams I mentioned so bad in 2020?
3: Well, I think uh, the New York press has a lot to do with it. I mean, having lived in LA and understanding the way that the press works in LA, when you compare that to the press in New York, there are a lot of athletes, top tier athletes in all sports who would love to come to New York for the opportunities with it being a huge media market, the type of exposure you can get uh, from being in New York. But the simple fact is that the press is just brutal in New York. And there are a lot of people who just don't want to have to deal with the press. Now, as you had mentioned before, the Yankees have kind of risen above that. I mean, they are the the epitome of, of a well-run franchise that has been so successful for a hundred years. I mean, their background is so solid that the press can't touch them. So they're on a, like a whole other level in terms of, Um, Of the way that things operate in the sports world in New York, but the press is just so grueling and brutal on players who play for the Knicks who play for the Rangers, and who play for the Mets. There are a lot of people who just don't want to deal with the way that they're going to be treated by the press. You know, New York people have a definite, uh, (laughs) they have a a personality about themselves, right? And they are, when you're doing really well in New York, they love you, love you, like the Yankees, the way they cheer on the Yankees. But when you're struggling in New York, I mean, I've seen some of these athletes. I remember Bobby Bonilla. He was a player back in the 90s who used to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't know if you remember Bobby Bonilla or if you've heard of Bobby Bobby Bonilla, Bonilla, but he was a great player.
0: Yeah, July first. Bobby, Bobby yeah, absolutely.
3: Day. So Bobby Benio was a great player. He played for the the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was actually there with Barry Bonds at the same or Bobby uh, Barry Bonds at the same time. So they had some great teams in Pittsburgh. And then he ended up in, with the Mets. And he goes to the Mets, and they gave him a huge contract. And he came in there, and he had the best of intentions. And uh, I mean, the press just destroyed him. And When I think athletes see experiences like that, they see the way that other athletes are being treated when they go to New York, they're just turned off by it. And they'd rather go to maybe another big city like uh, L.A. where, yes, you've got tough press in L.A., but it is um, minuscule as compared to the way that the press treats you in New York. And I would say that that's probably the biggest reason, Rocco, why they're unable to attract top tier athletes is if you go to New York, the expectations are going to be so high. And the press is so critical of you. You're under a mic. Not only are you under a microscope, you're under a microscope whenever you're a professional athlete. But New York magnifies it 500 times. And I think a lot of players just don't want to go there and deal with that.
0: It also has to do with the confidence and the attitude that people from New York have. You know, the people in New York, when the Yankees don't win the World Series, that's considered an off year. Like, people who are fans of the Yankees, if they don't win that 28th title this year, they will classify it as a terrible season. You know, it's World Series or bust out there in the Bronx. And it's kind of similar to L.A., You know, a lot of people don't want to admit this, but out there in L.A. when the Lakers had that eight-year drought, man, there were some nasty articles that were written. There were some terrible uh, headlines that were put in the media. And you know what? I guess that is how life works. I mean, Toronto, out there in Canada, the Maple Leafs are their blood, and yet they talk about them in a negative light all the time. So... We could just say that it is a, you know, passion kind of thing. Where if you have a passion for a certain team, it's going to cause you to be negative and take it a step too far when it doesn't live up to expectations. But I think the other reason why free agents don't want to come to New York is more of a financial side. And it's the fact that there is so high percentage of taxes Out there in New York. That you get taxed so much. Being in New York. That's why a lot of people live in New Jersey. And take the bridge over to New York. That is why a lot of. People who are. You are like lawyers. And doctors. And all of these people out there in New York. They go live all the way on the other side of the bridge. Because it's a lot cheaper. So. I think that's another reason that people are forgetting is that because of the percentage and how high taxes are in New York, that that causes athletes to not want to play there. And you might be asking yourself, well, these athletes make millions of dollars. Why would they care about taxes? Trust me, folks. It doesn't matter how many millions of dollars you're making. If you can save some of that money by being in a state that has no state income tax or has a lower percentage, they will take that any day of the week. This is The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. We're going to continue our conversation. Don't go anywhere.
2: A small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business the American Business Trust Company has the answers you need the American Business Trust Company can help you start up with capital business strategy sales and marketing and establish your company with a physical location or an online presence on the internet you decide you bring the idea American Business Trust can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's abtrustco.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's American Business Trust Company. 657-600-1876. Call them today. They'll help your business right away. That's American Business Trust Company. Online at abtrustco.com. American Business Trust Company.
4: This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people, just like you, get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now.
1: 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Attention, business owners!
5: You and your customers are listening to this
1: commercial right now.
5: Face it: every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime, nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC Sports affiliates across North America, with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935, again, 702-799-9935, or email us at info at That's info at Drive your sales today by advertising with The Sports Circus.
4: Welcome
0: back to The Sports Angle here on Amp TV, AAMP-TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans, Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Yeah, we mentioned in the last segment as we were going to break about state income tax and how there's a lot of athletes that don't want to go to a state like New York because of how high the state income tax is. I mean, it is among the highest of the highest. I mean, it's alongside Hawaii in terms of, you know, percentages. But on the opposite scale of that there are seven states that have no state income tax and conveniently enough three of those states are have sports uh, already intertwined with their said state and that is Nevada that's Texas and that's Florida and, and if anyone's ever wondered why those three teams get a lot of free agents and get a lot of people who demand trades to those States. You have to remember that those States have no state income tax. That is why you will hear, you know, Hey, I want to go play for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, could that be because of prestige? Sure. Could that be because how about them Cowboys? Absolutely. But it's also hey, I can go live in Texas, and I don't have to worry about a state income tax. Or I can go down to Florida and, drink, and have a, a bunch of drinks in Miami and not worry about state income tax. And I have to ask you, and I have to ask everyone who's listening right now, if you can go to Nevada, if you can go to Florida, if you can go to Texas— and you can avoid the high percentage of state income taxes that are in New York and in California, wouldn't you take that option if you were an athlete? Wouldn't you rather have zero state income tax and have to keep a good amount of your money or go to a state like California, like like New York, like Illinois, and sacrifice a lot of your money thanks to state income
3: tax. Yeah, sports is a business. So there are a lot of considerations that are going into decisions that athletes are making that go beyond what we as fans of sports even understand. And of course, especially with the the massive salaries that these athletes are earning, your taxes is always a consideration. And another thing that I wanted to add in that last segment is, also, the cost of living in certain cities. So you really have to kind of weigh out the, the tax aspect and the cost of living aspect, how you want to live in a particular city. I mean, I was uh, last November, I was in Dallas for a couple of days and it was uh, during the football season. And I was in a neighborhood not that far, far from where uh, Ezekiel Elliott lived. And what I understood about why he was living there is that how much less expensive the cost of living was in that part of Texas uh, as compared to other cities that he could uh, be living in and other teams that he could be playing for. I know that the people that I know that live out there are from California and deliberately moved to Texas to that uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area so that they could have a... A cheaper standard of uh, in, in terms of taxes, and also so that they could uh, have a cheaper lifestyle. And so, when you've got someone who's making millions of dollars, like an uh, an Elliot, and they have the opportunity to to save money by playing for a certain team, uh, that definitely is a consideration. If you talk to their agents and their managers know that those types of things, the average athlete is probably not going to say that because the impression is that athletes are, are driven by wanting to win wherever they go, right? It's all about being an athlete and doing that. And that's kind of what you'll hear from most athletes. You'll rarely hear them talk about the fact that they want to save money on taxes or that they want to lower their standard of living. What they talk about is the fact that, um, Purely from the angle of sports, but there are people around them that are encouraging them to make decisions that are based on finances, no doubt about it.
0: Thanks to a family member, I was just reminded that Washington is also uh, another state that doesn't have to deal with state income tax. and you've, We've also noticed that there's going to be a brand new NHL team that's going to be in Washington. You have the Seattle Seahawks, which a lot of free agents have gone to in the past. So, if you can transition from a place like California into Washington, if you can go from a place like Illinois and New York and go down to Texas and Florida, it's a very good idea. And something I've observed is that, yeah, athletes will not say directly that they care about saving money. There's not a lot of athletes that are going to talk about, hey, uh, I still have the first car that I ever used, like Garrett Cole from the New York Yankees. He still has his 2006 Toyota Tacoma, the first car he's ever had. You're not going to hear a lot of athletes talk about, hey, I use only the money from my sponsorship deals in terms of spending. I save all of my salary. I put that away, and I use only my money from advertisements. You're not going to hear a lot of athletes say that, unlike Rob Gronkowski, who admitted that he actually hadn't spent a cent of the money the Patriots had given him during his uh, NFL playing career, which is outstanding. The question that has to be asked is, if these players, if they are not going to talk about, publicly, about, you know, state income tax, and they're not going to talk about their cost of living, they're not going to talk about, you know what, I probably don't need 12 cars and four houses, and, you know, I don't need, like, 50 cell phones, you know, I, I need to be paying for. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a good idea to, you know, you don't have to talk about it 24-7, but to bring awareness to it? Because we have seen those documentaries like Broke on the Four Letter Network, where there is a huge percentage of NBA players, NFL players, boxers, MLB players who go broke after they retire. Like they file for bankruptcy after their career is over because they didn't save their money. Wouldn't it be a good idea to set up something on the financial side that would prevent? You know, 50% of NBA players of going broke after five years or 70% of NFL players filing for bankruptcy after three years of retiring. Like what can we do to set up a process that would prevent those type of numbers in said sports?
3: I think it's a bigger picture, Rocco. I think uh, society in general is poorly educated when it comes to finances, And so that's why we have this enormous amount of debt nationally and amongst the people who live in this country. And I think that athletes, they're just a reflection of our credit-oriented society, uh, our our uh, instant gratification-oriented society where everyone just wants what they want, when they want it. And so I think it's a there is a bigger picture here than just the fact that this happens to these athletes. Also, a lot of these athletes, uh, particularly in the NBA and the NFL, they come from low income upbringings where they've never really had any money before. And money is something that is uh, it's a mindset. Knowing what to do with money, knowing how to save money is not something that most people naturally have when they come onto this planet. It's something that's cultivated in their families, their backgrounds, their surroundings, the type of people that they associate with. And I so I think that there there are larger issues than just the fact that these these athletes have a lot of money and they go through it and they, they spend frivolously. They're also very young people which makes a difference. I mean, I know being a 50-year-old man now, the way they think about finances and money is much different than it was when I was 22 or 23 or 24 years old. You have very young people with $30 million a year contracts and they're 26 years old. I mean, there is a, there is a, a mindset that you develop as you live that is encourages you to do things differently than you may have done when you were a younger person. So I think there are a lot of factors as to why athletes uh, end up going broke or not keeping their money. And I would say that overall, our world needs to be better educated about finances. I think that that should be more a part of the curriculum of our schools is teaching people how to manage money, how to save, how to invest money. And what's happening in the sports world is just a Uh, a a picture of our our society in general. Specifically, uh, again, a lot of these minority athletes that come from low-income backgrounds, I think that there ought to be even more education when they're in high school, when they're in middle school, when they're being targeted as potential professional athletes. I think that those types of, in those situations, they should be surrounded with people at that point who start to educate them about their money. I think that would be really helpful.
0: Right. They're a reflection of, you know, the spend money now type of mentality that has developed the United States really since the 90s. Here's what I would recommend, you know, because I always like to have solutions for problems. How about in high school, they have a personal finance course or in college they have, you know, a money saving type of course, something that they will. You know, allow athletes to take so that way when they're a high school athlete, if they're a college athlete, they will be able to learn and understand certain aspects of the money side. And they're not just given a million dollars at the age of 21 and are just told, hey, good luck. You know, here's a pat on the back. Good luck to you. You know, cause that's what happens to a lot of athletes is that, you know, they, like you said, they lived in, you know, lower income situations and then you're 22 years old and you got this check for two and a half million dollars in your bank account. And of course you're going to splurge because you don't know any better. So if we start in schools with personal finance in high school or they take money saving courses in college, you know, how about we have more of an impact when it comes to financial advisors? Maybe we could take former athletes in their said field and kind of help these new players out by saying hey learn from me like hey I did this this and this and I want you to know I shouldn't have done that learn from me because I I believe that would be the best option available for the situation we're talking about as it. the sports angle I'm your host Rocco thanks to Guy Dawson from Classy Communications for coming on the show thanks to Sonar for helping me out So long, everyone.
5: So you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny? You have a great personality. And you should have your own talk show. Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at CaliVegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949 445 1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949 445 1119. Call now. <sighs> <sighs>